3: That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And uh, wow, Elon Musk, right? That's big, that's big news. That's huge news. So we're going to read and go into the Elon Musk situation here in just a bit. I got to make sure that our audio is uh, is working just right. I think it is. Um, so we were taking a look at Elon Musk and here's his statement. I invested in Twitter as I believe in its potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe. And I believe free speech is a societal imperative for a functioning democracy. However, since making my investment, I now realize the company will neither thrive nor serve This societal imperative in its current form. Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company. As a result, I am offering to buy 100%, 100% of Twitter. 100% of Twitter for $54.20 per share in cash. In cash. Who has that kind of money? That's about, what, $43 billion worth of cash? A 54% premium over the day before I began investing in Twitter. And a 38% premium over the day before. So it's a 54% premium over the day before I began investing in Twitter. 38% premium over the day before my investment was publicly announced. My offer is my best and final offer and if it is not accepted... I would need to reconsider my position as a shareholder. Twitter has extraordinary potential. I will unlock it. Elon Musk. That was just filed this morning at the SEC. And what's interesting about that is that it's a generous offer, but, you know, they're going to do everything in their power to prevent because there's so many people that work in the wheels of Twitter just like we, yesterday we were talking about the wheels of government even Donald Trump couldn't make it happen in government he was the president of the United States supposedly the strongest most powerful man in the world and was basically a spoke in the wheel a a uh, somebody that you know if they didn't have dirt on you they'd manufacture the dirt and that's uh, the sad truth about that, is is that you could be a saint and they would turn Mother Teresa into, you know, the prostitute of all prostitutes. They would turn anybody into anything they want and with a compliant media. And this is why so often people were asking about this Ukraine. And, oh, you like you like Putin. You, you support Putin. And I was like, no. But I've never supported the globalists, and I certainly don't support the censorship. And the people in power are the people that can censor. Those are the people that are in charge. The people that can control your speech and put a muzzle over your face. Those are the people that are actually in power. It's not Putin and Russia. Their economy is small. Their military is old. And... Their equipment is <clears throat> not up to snuff. They just lost a uh, their premier warship in the Black Sea. Or it's out of commission for now. It's called the Moscow. And um, so we'll see. But uh, a lot of people are thinking that somehow we on the right support Putin but we we've never supported Putin we've never been the only thing we've supported was what Donald Trump supported and that was it's not a bad idea to get along with Vladimir Putin he's got a nuclear arsenal the size of uh, something we've never seen it would be nice to get along with a guy like that and there's nothing wrong with that but but to constantly, you know, uh, pound away and call the Russian bear, call Putin, all kinds of names. He doesn't care. He's laughing it off. He's the richest guy in Europe. He's one of the richest men in the world. He's going to be just fine, Putin. But, you know, he has his own ideas and his own agenda. But I don't like it when I turn on... Um, Russian Today on YouTube, or Rupply, and it's blank. It's been taken offline. And it's these ambassadors and these custodians of of, uh, these social media platforms that are just so radically left that if you get a pronoun wrong, you've now inflamed and insulted somebody. You know, it's absolutely absurd. They ruined it for themselves. They wanted to speak in a vacuum and talk in a cocoon. How often is it that you get to talk to a Democrat? How often does it happen that you engage in a debate and all of a sudden the debate shut down because they don't want to talk about it? I can't tell you how many times people uh, will come up to uh, supporters of Trump in a Trump line at a rally. And they're engaged, and they want to talk about their country. They want to talk about patriotism. They want to talk about the values of border security. They want to talk about America First policies. They want to talk about foreign policy. They want to talk about all these different issues. Censorship, the family unit, the family nucleus. They want to talk about single-parent homes and its impact on the deterioration of the black struggle in america they want to talk about the real issues but the democrats never want to do that they want to talk in platitudes and they want to talk in virtues and virtue signaling you know this whole thing about the mask comes up they want to extend the mask mandates now for another couple of weeks for what There's study after study that shows it doesn't work. And I'm reading report after report and personal uh, statement after personal statement saying, I nor my family has ever been vaccinated and we've never gotten COVID. I, for one, have never been vaccinated and I never got COVID. And I'm not worried about it. And you know what? A lot of these so-called Christians... It's always in God's hands, anyway. So you gotta, you gotta have faith in something. Have faith. I mean, don't be stupid. God doesn't want you to be stupid, but you definitely want to have faith that things are going to work out. And if they don't, then it's probably for some reason, who the bigger than us that we could possibly not understand it. But um, nevertheless, I. I believe that uh, neither a jab or a mask is going to prevent me from getting COVID if I'm supposed to get COVID. And it's not going to be a determining factor. So I have faith. I'm not a holy roller. I'm not uh, as religious as as most people. I mean, I am very religious. I'm a God-fearing. I'm Christian. But what I'm saying is I don't claim to have the mantle on that. I'm not as well-read as I should be. I'm supposed to go to a Bible study. I don't go to uh, things, things that I I, I need to do better in terms of getting, learning more and getting more informed. So I'm not preaching to you, but what I am saying is my faith is I believe uh, that what's going to happen to me is going to happen to me one way or the other. But, you know, definitely when you navigate your way through life, you want to play by the rules and you want to try to avoid the pitfalls as much as possible. But you can't know everything. And so this Elon Musk thing is very, very interesting. It's uh, and I said it earlier in the week and I said, this is the story. This is the big story of our time. And Tucker Carlson had that great open that we played earlier in the week a couple of days ago and I just have to say you know I think this is a big deal this this would be a quintessential game changer this would be an absolute monster of a game changer in our body politic in our in our ability to take back our country it sounds so so silly it sounds almost stupid that that would be the case that Scott, that you can make that statement. That I can make that statement. But I really believe it. It might be true. Because you know, I was saying to somebody yesterday. I said, <clears throat> the Democrats find themselves in a very peculiar situation. The Democrats find themselves in a very peculiar situation. They can't even win an election fair and square, and they control. All of the not narrative, they control the censorship, they control the power that controls the censorship, they control your speech, they control your behavior, they use your money against you, like we said yesterday, they take your tax dollars, the conservative tax dollars, and finance Planned Parenthood, and they're doing it also with their open border policy and we know why that is they're taking your money and they're financing you know LBGTQ and transgender voter voting blocks they're locking them down and these fools don't even know that they're being bought and it's sad because they're so dumb that they don't know they're being played Now, a lot of these uh, Black Lives Matter people that are going off and buying $4 million homes, they know, they know the game. And they sit there and they just talk a big talk out of both sides of their mouth. They could care less about the black struggle. The Black Lives Matter people are just in it for the money. They're Marxist socialists that are paying off the white people that work at ActBlue. Uh, because that's all that seems to be working at Act Blue is these white libtard elites. And they just pull all the strings as if they have plantations in the Black Lives Matter group to go out there and commit bloodshed, to burn buildings down, to commit crimes, and to act like fools. Never once advancing the actual agenda. I mean... You know, there are so many shootings in Chicago and all of a sudden, where's Black Lives Matter? Where's Jesse Jackson? Where are all these black leaders? Al Sharpton. Now, they were out there in Ferguson when it was involved a white cop that ended up doing the right thing against Mike Brown. But they parlayed that into some bigger thing. And this was all Obama and Eric Holder. And this is why, you know, I have such a problem with the Obama Eric Holder regime back then. I have problems with a lot of the infiltration that's gone on in our conservative movement, and these people that uh, these people that tie themselves with a lot of these groups. You know, like uh, everybody. You know, so many people love General Flynn, but yet General Flynn actually hired Eric Holder's law firm to protect him. Why would he do that? And why would he, if he's so smart, why would he find himself in a room alone with two rogue FBI agents? Did he know something? Was he the insurance policy that did Trump in, that prevented Trump from releasing all this evidence against the prior administration, the same administration, the Obama administration that hired General Flynn twice, not once, but twice? fired him twice too but hired him twice why would he hire him twice and General Flynn's brother Charles Flynn is now the head of the Pacific Army the army in the Pacific what's that about Charlie Flynn General Charlie Flynn the Bidens are rewarding the Flynn's I don't get it I think the Flynn's are you know Bad actors in some way. Sidney Powell's Kraken, I happen to know, is a fraud. And, you know, all these things, all these people standing up on top of the stages and all of our conservative listeners who, you know, fell for, for a lot of this stuff. And all the time, you know, I keep trying to tell people JD Vance is not great. You know, keep your eyes open for this over here. Keep your eyes open for that. I get no I get no reward out of that to uh to be this person to tell you this truth. I get there's no reward. I get a lot of hate mail every time I do it. How dare you <laughs> you know all that, but you know what do I have to lose? I you know the only thing I have is my truth. But this Elon Musk thing can be a game changer. But we have to do better as a unified force. If we're going to be a red wave, we really have to coordinate what it is that our message is. And I think that the message is anybody that supports America First policies. But then again, you could say, okay, well, the... You know, J.D. Vance probably supports America First policies, and so did so many others. Mitt Romney probably supports them, but they hated Trump. And Trump was the maverick. Trump was the game changer back in the day. But you know what? What's scary out there is there was a uh, poll that just came out by Cat on social media on Twitter. And it's uh, a little bit eye-opening to say the least to say the least so it's a bit eye-opening so at a time when President Trump is endorsing uh, Mehmet Oz right Dr. Oz he's doing that but he's doing more so Ned Ryan wrote a piece but at a time when he's supporting uh, Oz, he also is supporting J.D. Vance, I, I believe. And he's supporting Ortega from Tennessee. And all these people were, uh, and a couple of other candidates too, I can't remember their names, but they were Trump haters. And he's supporting them. And, you know, in, in one sense, I got the thinking, uh, you know, because yesterday also he uh, Donald Trump gave an interview. And the interview, he said, exactly what Joe Biden said that that uh, that Ukraine what's happening in Ukraine is genocide and I thought wow okay so that's interesting he's siding with the globalists and siding with the Joe Biden administration on that and I, I almost think there's a strategy because I definitely think that Trump is one of the smartest dudes in the room and was like what is his end game and Ned Ryan wrote a piece, and I have a lot of respect for Ned Ryan. <clears throat> and he says, Trump had every reason to endorse Dr. Oz. When you get a handful of lemons like we have with the Republican primary in Pennsylvania, you make lemonade, and Trump is making sweet lemonade out of them. So the reaction, uh, let's see, the reaction by some to Donald Trump's endorsement of Mehmet Oz. In the U.S. Senate race in Pennsylvania, seems a bit over the top. I mean, I get it on some levels. Oz isn't great on the issues. Isn't a conservative rock star as if Pennsylvania produced any. And is an unknown commodity in electoral politics. But everyone needs to make a deep, take a deep breath, and, underst- and, and understand. That Oz is 10 times better than the former hedge fund CEO, Dave McCormick. And in Trump's mind, maybe 50 times better. So if you're, if you're Trump, you have political capital. The man has clout with the base, and given the numbers he's seen, he can be a kingmaker in the U.S. Senate raising races in Pennsylvania. I will say this. In Ohio, for example, and you know how much I don't like JD Vance. JD Vance has the money. Obviously, he's getting on Tucker Carlson left and right. He's he gets on uh, he gets the support of Steve Bannon and uh, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, and he gets the support of Steve Cortez, and he gets all these endorsements, and he gets uh, all this media attention. And the way you do that, and again, like I say, I've been to many functions in D.C. Where he's been, and I know he's well connected. He's he's a swamp creature. He's establishment elite, uh, yeah, yeah, Ivy League grad. Um, and then you know comes out with the hillbilly eulogy, like, "Oh, I'm just a normal guy." It's you know it's smoke and mirrors. But on the same token, Ken Mendez, his opponent, his chief opponent in Ohio, can he win? a uh, seat against the the Democrat that would be emerging in Ohio? Or would it take a political animal like J.D. Vance to pull that off, the the, the kind of finance and funding? I mean, you know, when you compare Kevin McCarthy to Jim Jordan, right, and you say, who should be the Speaker of the House? Well, it turns out that McCarthy is a better fundraiser than Jim Jordan. But Jim Jordan is a much greater patriot, in my opinion, in terms of endorsing America First policies and and just being a straight shooter and being the guy that I like the most, Jim Jordan. And I would love to see Jim Jordan be the Speaker of the House. But does he have enough whip whipping tools to whip his troops into uh, into uh, some sort of order? Uh, to be most effective in the house when they take the house back in 2022 or 2023, right? Um, so you know you got to have uh, you got to have a long term look at things, and I think maybe Trump is doing that. Maybe Trump's pick on Oz was it was the lesser of two evils. It was the one that can get him elected. I mean, Oz has brand recognition. JD Vance has brand recognition. Again, I don't like Oz. He supports abortion. He he uh you know he's wrong on transgender. You know, he's such a bad candidate. But on the same token, it's either him or a Democrat, and at some point you gotta make that choice. And it seems like Trump is able to make these choices with ease. And then there's gotta be a little bit of method to the madness. Because everything Trump does is somewhat calculated, I believe. So I want you to hear this clip and tell me what you think about it. Donald Trump talking about Ukraine and talking about the genocide that's happening in Ukraine. Let's take a listen.
1: From inflation to the loss of energy independence it is so sad to watch. And now, add to that what's going on in Ukraine. That's, a, that's genocide. What What's happening in Ukraine is people have never seen anything like that before.
0: Let me get to Ukraine in a minute, but let me go back to the campaign, because this is not happening by...
3: Okay, so the question is, of all the days to do that, he goes on Hannity, and he's making this big, wild statement. And, you know, my statement on it was, because people on Facebook were asking me, uh, you know, why do you uh, support Putin so much? And I said, I never supported Putin. And I don't support Putin, but I also don't support the globalists who are censoring. You know, the people in power, these globalists have so much power and control. So much so that even even Lavrov, the foreign minister of Russia, is whining and complaining about all of the different uh, limitations they have in terms of speech. And uh, it, it's in part, it's true. So uh, let's take a listen to uh, the foreign minister Lavrov here for a second.
4: And uh, in the 1990s, in 1990, 1991, this is Russian we saw Lavrov. many decisions made uh, based on a euphoric vision of the future. We moved forward with the confidence that so these human values will light the way for us. And it would be a way into the future that would be happy for everyone. But as the Russian Federation started to voice its own opinion, and started to rely on its true national interests, we saw that all commitments undertaken by the West with regard to free access to information were thrown away and buried. And this is exactly how our Western colleagues are prepared to act today. Instead of international law, they're making up so-called rules. And one of such rules seems to be that whenever the West doesn't like information from a certain source, they shut uh, shut up that source and shut off this information, stifling the voices. And uh, we insist that our opinion is heard. The West, however, is demonstrating a totalitarian uh, intolerance of differing opinions, A moderating social networks and using its infrastructure that has been built up over the years to spread the right opinions. We saw that editors and journalists are being silenced. Social platforms controlled by the United States are uh, restricting access to Russian platforms. Uh, we saw that B R I C S meeting and uh, State Duma uh, meeting were taken down from the YouTube website, and uh, activities at Twitter are also um, subject uh, to censorship. So. We are trying to present people with facts, but it seems to be unacceptable to them.
3: Everything we've been talking about on the Scott Adams show, and, you know, I make up my own itinerary and show, um, and I'm sure it's different than a lot of other shows. Uh, mine seems to be more centric uh, with regard to an anti-globalist position, and Everything we've been talking about, I think I'm talking about BRICS a lot more than other uh, show hosts are. I, I, I think the and, he, and this is what Lavrov just mentioned. He mentioned, you know, the BRICS meeting, uh, which is all about, um, you know, I, it's 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 all about this currency and socioeconomics, the economic superpowers. And it's a shift. It's a sea shift. And it's a reaction to some of the decisions that Biden has made. And and people even like Lindsey Graham and neocons have brought us to this point where now the dollar is uh, because we've we've squandered our equity and we've squandered our leverage and we squandered our custodial duties of being a good steward of the dollar standard. Um, ever since we got off the gold standard in 1971, and that was Nixon, it required discipline. It required, you know, seriousness. But what happened was, in exchange, it gave us flexibility. A flexibility to uh, navigate the waters, uh, the markets, uh on a glo- on an emerging at the time emerging emerging global scale our global world of influence and business and commerce and things like that and so you know it was uh, probably a necessity i i personally am against it but i have a lot of respect for nixon and the the decisions that they've made back then um and all I could say is, is that, though, since then, it's been, it's been abused. And again, you could say, well, Bush started the Patriot Act, and then all of a sudden it was Obama that started spying on its own citizens. And it seems like the Democrats just basically wreck everything. They exploit every opportunity for power. And again, they can't even win when they have an unlevel playing field. Could you imagine if elon musk takes back twitter the way he's going to or the way he could could you imagine what that would do and by me very by my very much my very saying that okay by my very much saying that um you better believe that com- uh, countries like china are going to have a problem with this I loved what uh, this tweet or tweeter said, uh, this tweet here by Shaney Boy. He says, the CCP is going to have to come up with some serious dough to keep Elon Musk from buying Twitter. You know they will. We can't be having any free speech here in the land of the free, We can we? We can't have that. We can't have free speech you know, and they rig elections, they cut off your speech, and you have these miserable people that are basically just, you know talking about how how much of a nightmare it is to uh, how much of a nightmare it is to have Donald Trump one of the greatest presidents of of all time. President Trump, how much of a nightmare that would be to have have that situation where he's back on Twitter, and then the the question is what what in the world will this do See, to the re- investments of Truth Social? What will this do? You know, in, in one sense, I would I would hate to be in Trump's shoes if I invested millions of dollars. Um, I'm going to take a listen to some of this clip from yesterday. Uh, I wanted you to hear some of this nonsense rhetoric of, of how these people are just such clowns right here. This woman here. Let's take a listen.
2: Social media platform. And the bigger question on everyone's mind now,
3: will Musk's newfound Twitter power mean Trump will be back
2: on the platform? And on that possibly nightmare-inducing note, I wish you a good night.
3: Isn't that terrible? Can you, can you imagine this an anchor on a major network? And she's, her position is that if a political candidate that opposes your view has a platform, that would be a bridge too far. That's where the Democrat Party is right now. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Yeah. Uh,
0: hey, Scott. I just wanted to let you know the news this morning. Twitter uh, reached a high of uh, $55 um, after Elon Musk made a cash offer for the company.
3: Wow, that's great. Um, well, you know, the thing is, I was wondering what it is, because he spent about $3 billion, right? See, he spent $3 billion, yeah. and if he were to pull out, because in that letter he's basically saying, I, if, you do, if you don't accept my offer, I'm going to pull my $3 billion, which however many shares that is, that's a lot, you know, they, they have a fiduciary duty to accept that money and take it. And if the only thing that's standing in the way of their fiduciary responsibilities to their shareholders, which that what you just told us is proof that his influence is a is is honoring the fiduciary duty of the corporation to its shareholders, right? I mean that's case in point. That's a proof positive evidence right there. So if they deny it, they're basically choosing politics and censorship over the fiduciary responsibility of bringing the maximum amount of profits to their shareholders.
0: Exactly. Well, it's going to be presented to the shareholders for the shareholders to decide and not so much the board.
3: Yeah, no. Uh, the far thing far is far. is that $3 billion uh, when he bought it he may have bought it at around $38 a share and then it went up to 54 He made a, a tender offer of fifty-four point two, dollars um, which is a big yeah. huge uh, uh, a premium over what he could have bought it for if he just bought it outright before he even started. Right? And so cool. the point is is that um, if he pulls that it's not just going to be three billion anymore, like you just said. It's going to be worth about what five billion. He's going to get like a billion plus return on his investment. Well, he's
0: going to pay a lot more. Everybody, everybody who makes a you know an offer to buy a company like this always pays a premium of you know anywhere from ten to 50 percent above the above the uh, stock price. Yeah, uh, that's, that's just normal.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it said in his letter that that was about on par with where he was with that. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. if he decided if they say no to, to Elon Musk and they say bow to say they bow to China, because that's probably would be the competing influence. If they uh, say no to Elon Musk and Elon Musk decides, OK, I'm just going to pull my money, uh, that would be a huge hit on Twitter. But Elon Musk wouldn't just be getting three billion back; he would be getting, I'd say, oh, yeah. somewhere upwards of five billion back. Uh,
0: right, be- yeah, right now it's trading at forty-five dollars.
3: Forty-five, okay. So he's and he, making- b- he
0: bought it when it was around thirty-four.
3: Yes, so I do the math. I, I mean, I, I don't really know how many. Sh- Gosh, I mean, well, I don't even know how many shares. I forgot. I think I did read it. Uh, what three billion bought in terms of shares, and then you multiply that times ten. But yeah, but Crazy. it's not it's
0: not so much the money. The guy, the he's got over like two hundred fifty billion dollars. He's the richest man in the world, they say.
3: Well, and he's got so many avenues for making new money because unlike say mm-hmm. Microsoft, who you know is basically technologically flat and tank and stagnant and and the same can be true uh, i was just watching a report about apple how they um you know they they're sort of uh, in a place where nokia was where they're stagnant when it comes to innovation uh and they're spending less on r and d than than their counterparts and so right. they're um you know they're going to be having some trouble in the future if they don't pull their act together uh apple mm-hmm. and um yeah. the same thing could be true with uh well, but that's not true with Elon Musk. Elon Musk, he's got the spaceships, he's got satellite technologies, he's got the automobile platform. I mean, he's got he's got such diversity in his portfolio. It's it's uh, it's it's very unique. Yeah. Well, thank you. Anything else? And where, oh, no, what's no, your no, name no. and where are you calling yeah. from?
0: Oh, it's Rick from Myrtle Beach, Jerry.
3: Oh, that's right. I think you called in earlier this week, right?
0: Yeah, I did, yeah.
3: You know my father's from that, that area, right? Murrells Inlet.
0: Yes, I know that, yeah.
3: Yeah. All right. I don't know if <laughs> you Yeah. Good.
0: yeah. All, <laughs> right. Good. all right. Well take, you have a nice day. I just wanna let you know that.
3: All, all right, good. take care. Bye bye. Oh, thanks. All right. Maybe he knows my dad. I don't know. Um but uh In any case, yeah, I I find this whole thing fascinating. If you'd like to call in and be heard, the number is 215-TOP-TALK. That's 215-867-8255. That's 215-867-8255. And if you don't call in, I'm going to go to the next story. And and this is one that's kind of interesting. Uh, You know, we don't talk enough about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the Biden crime family. But what if I told you that the Biden crime family hooked up with the Whitey Bulger gang and the CCP? Is that not proof that the Biden crime family will stop at nothing for money and profit? Unreal. I mean, you look at the Trumps, right? And they're they're you know they have these these great properties. You know, they're opening up, they were opening up Turnberry just before the 2016 election when Brexit was happening in Scotland. You know, they were uh, um, turning that property up and Brexit was happening in, in Britain. But uh, in any case, I'm telling you, this story is just like out of the Inquirer. I mean, the the Biden family is a huge train wreck. I mean, I've read the diary of the daughter, and she said she had inappropriate showers with Papa Joe. I mean, Hunter Biden, um, I have pictures of him sleeping with Obama's daughter, Milan, M- Malia. And uh, there's a credit card that says Malia on it where she was cutting up lines of coke. I mean, these are people just like Harvey Weinstein who say one thing on the stage and then do and live another life altogether. They're such hypocrites. And everything I know about the, the Trumps is what you see is pretty much what you what you get. Whoops, we're gonna go ahead and take that caller up. See that? Uh, hello, caller, you're on the air.
1: Hi, I just wanted to I, I'll call in reference to something I called the other day about about the fact that you are becoming harder and harder to find on the internet. Uh, I called the other day and told you that I couldn't get you on my uh, small little notebook. Uh, I have to go, I go through ten pages and you cannot get into your website. I did it now. The same thing is happening on my laptop. I went through 10 pages and you are not available. Your website is not available. Your news reports are not available. The only way you can get in is to go through some other channel to get to yours, and then you do not see your web page. Your web page has news reports, which I appreciate.
3: Well, they're, they're, they're censoring you. Yeah, you they're. <laughs> Yes no that's uh, I know this for a fact uh, that I've been censored on Twitter Facebook I'm shadow banned and throttled uh and Google's got me censored it's it's bad it's I, I really think, bad but yeah, you know just, what the thing is I can only say to people um that uh, save the uh, link to uh the Scott Adams Facebook page or the Twitter page and follow me and put the noti- notification button. But also save it like as a like a li- little bit of a favorite on your browser if you want to just check out you know the latest um, Substack post or the latest podcast or whatever you know. Um, but it is a shame, you know. It's it, I've been dealing with this for a long time, and I I'm quite aware of it. You know
1: to me it's even more severe they are attempting to silence you i was i'm still worried about the fact that the infection you had was an attempt to silence you i have no proof of that whatsoever but when i see other talk show hosts disappearing off the stage it makes me really wonder what's going on because i don't put anything past these people anymore oh yeah you know
3: i uh i take precautions and uh I get that all the time. You watch your back and it is it is real. The threats are real. They they're real. And uh, people hate, you know, this liberal thing is is that they really hate opposing views. I mean, I've seen it uh, um Canada's doing it right now. I was just watching a little piece um where they were talking about Ezra Levant and Rebel News, right? And now uh, Trudeau wants every every news outlet to have a license, and Rebel News was declined a license, so that that way they get the control like like Joe Biden does. Well, they told me to tell you, you know, Associated Press, you know, is going to have a question. Um, so the idea is is that Ezra Levant and Rebel News has been shut down, and you know the truckers, of course, they were kind of like a, a, a news. Uh, their accounts were seized and locked. And so, you know, uh, this kind of – and that's what's so important about what's going on with Twitter and and, uh, and the statement that Elon Musk put out. I think it would be a game-changer. And not only that, though, but all these upstarts, whether it's Parler or Gab or, uh, you know, all these different entities, uh, Truth Social even, uh, all these investments that were made to – to push these things are going to probably suffer if Elon Musk actually gains the leverage he needs in order to not only restore the accounts that were suspended. I mean, Juanita Broderick was suspended, right? And, and uh, you know, I was just watching Laura Trump today on uh, Fox and Friends, and what she said was, I don't even bother to go on Twitter because... Everything I say is censored and, you know, I'll just be suspended within a week anyway. So, you know, if you can somehow, so I keep a lot of my tweets benign, you know, I have to watch every, there's so many things I want to say that I have to yes. speak in like a coded language and I just hope that I people know. kind of understand what I'm trying to say because I can't yeah. say it. It's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Well, I also wonder about what we're hearing out of Ukraine. I I just wonder about all the news and propaganda. I don't know where the lies are, but I try and read between the lines. And right now, I just think we're being fed a lot of propaganda by Ukraine. Well,
3: here's the, here's my math on this. Okay, it's basic math. Okay, this is this is where I am with this. So long as the West wants to censor, why would you ever believe the same people that lie to you about Jesse Smollett's hoax? Bubba Wallace's hoax, the kidnapping in Michigan, right? The Las Vegas shooting. Um, You can go on and on. How about the Russian hoax? How about the 17 intelligence agencies? How about climate change? How about the Ukraine call that resulted in an impeachment that they said was worse than Watergate? How about all of this stuff? Now, these same people are basically telling you, believe me, trust me what we're telling you is happening in ukraine is happening right well i don't believe them number one and number two it would be really really nice if they would stop censoring russia today and roughly and give us at least give the russians at least a voice at the table so that the people that are really in charge the people that are impacted by this could actually have both sides of the story and make up their own minds like grown-ups but that's not happening. And so long as they could rig the system that way, I'll, I just can't believe them. They're the boy who cried wolf way too many times. And so yeah, I'm going to say you're, you're it's a it's a doggone shame that we don't have a media or an honest press.
1: You're, you're expressing my thoughts exactly and probably the thoughts of many others. I, I just don't feel like yeah. we're going to be... The truth is not really coming
3: out. Well, and it's not your fault. It's not your fault to be skeptical. When they come to tell you that it's 15 days to flatten the curve, and here it is, you know, (laughs) however many days later, and they want to continue this mask mandate, they want to disguise a vaccine passport so they can advance a social credit score system. And we're playing evidence over evidence over evidence. This week I did this several times where they're talking about these European passport systems, right, that judge you and grade you and evaluate you. So they're going to freeze your assets. They're going to control your money through cryptocurrency. They're going to do all kinds of stuff. Blockchain. Pardon?
1: I just said, freedom out
3: the window. Yes, but we can stop it. You know, and it's not going to take much because they have such a losing argument. But see, the only reason why they're in power is they rigged the elections. And the only reason why they were able to rig the elections is there was no, there is no, um, there, because the truth tellers were being censored. And if these two things, that's why Twitter is so important. Because the truth tellers will have a platform to speak the truth. And expose the truth, and we can react and do things about it, because right now, any time we bring up election fraud, they say we're conspiratorial, We're, we're conspiracy theorists.
1: There is another site that brings out the truth, and you can get true information. And I'm afraid to tell you what it is, because I'm afraid they will be censored and cut off just the same as you are. But right now, everything that's censored can be found on that website, and uh, it's a great website. I hope other people are aware of Doctor Artis and what his new revela- revelations are about the virus, the so-called
3: virus. Oh, you know what? I was just reading yesterday um, on Twitter, and I posted a whole bunch of stuff. Ivermectin uh, causes uh, uh, is it could be a cure for cancer. And yes, the, I saw
1: and that the the on r- your tweet, and I thought that making more sense now isn't the it? reason why they
3: didn't want you to use ivermectin is because it would knock out their cancer business
1: well not only that but if they admitted <laughs> ivermectin worked they couldn't have used their uh, so-called vaccine on the public to poison the public yeah because they could not have had an emergency authorization unless if another cure was out there that worked and ivermectin worked they didn't want it known to the. They didn't want it known. They didn't want it out there because they wanted to indoctrinate everybody into taking the jabs. Scott, thank you so much for what you do. The other website I love, the man is also named Adams. So you've got a very special place in my Adams book. <laughs> All right,
3: great, great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much thank. for what you do. All right, thanks Keep for calling. Anyway. Thank you bye for bye-bye. calling in. Bye bye now. All right, so that's going to be it for the calls today. Um, unfortunately, we're, out, we're running out of time there. Um, but in any case, uh, I wanted to uh, take a listen to uh, uh, Rick Grinnell before we uh, run out of time. Let's take a listen to this.
2: Well, the Biden administration is, full, is filled with total hypocrisy. They pretend to uh, talk about human rights, but it, it doesn't come into their calculus. Uh, They are darting towards the Iranian regime. They're talking about giving money to the Iranian regime. They dropped the sanctions on the Iranian regime. The Trump administration had the toughest sanctions. When I was U.S. ambassador to Germany, I asked every German company, are you going to choose to do business in Iran or are you going to choose to do business in the United States? Because you can't do both. We drew the line and we enforced the line. So I think this is old information that somehow Republicans don't care about human rights. I would just note that on the Iranians' list of sanctions, of who they're concerned about, who they want to silence, there are no Democrats. There are no progressives on that list. There are just Republicans.
3: Yeah, and the deal that's being struck up with Iran is going to be whitewashing all the crimes that they committed. And basically it's the kosher... you know creating a kosher version of that um, and then here uh, I wanted to listen to DeSantis because there was a poll that came out with cat six thousand uh people voted and they voted that they wanted DeSantis over Trump which was you know mind blowing to me that was the first time I've seen anything like that let's take a listen to Ron DeSantis
2: as long as I sit in the chair in which I sit no Floridian will be restricted, mandated, or locked down in any possible way.
3: Nothing confusing about that, is there? Is there? That's uh, pretty interesting. And also, there's an abstract here. I'm just going to read this one. It says, Ivermectin, as an old anti-parasite drug, can suppress almost completely the growth of various human cancers, including ovarian cancer, However, its anti-cancer mechanism remained to be further studied at the molecular levels. Ivermectin-related molecule panel changes uh, will serve as useful tool for its personalized drug therapy and prognosis assessment in ovarian cancer patients. Um, and then someone else, the dead ferrets, says the real reason they're suppressing ivermectin is because it cures cancer. So, you know, Thomas Sowell wrote this. He says inflation is an infe- is in effect a hidden tax. The money that people have saved is robbed of part of its purchasing power, which is quietly transferring uh, transferred to the government that it uh, that issues the new money. I wrote a piece in response to that, and it's probably going to show up in my Substack today. Um... But yeah, I wrote that over on Facebook where you have a little bit more room to to type, room to write. In any case, um, there's a lot of great tweets though. Check out my Twitter uh, page over at twitter.com slash Show, and you'll be glad you did. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. If you support America First policies and want to support a nonprofit organization that's making a difference and that supports Red State Talk Radio and the Scott Adams Show, be sure to go over to org and make a donation if you can. Also, use Red State as your promo code over at mypillow.com. And check out my Substack over at scottadamshow.substack.com. And we'll see you We're next time the on the radio. Bye-bye,
2: And Grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper Just to bury my
4: kids right up to there